Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hello, buddies. It's time for everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a new buddy, my buddy, Sam. How you doing, Sam? I'm fine. How are you, buddy? I'm perfect. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of BuddyCast. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for asking me. Oh, of course. Of course. For those who don't know, Sam is an actor, a voice actor. You might know him if you've heard the voice of Donald Duck, Lil Quacker. You might recognize him for some commercials even. So, but that brings up my first question. What sparked your interest in acting? Well, uh, I was this kid. I was around eight years old and uh, the teachers told my parents, this kid just performs all day long. Stick him in one of these singing, dancing, acting, baton twirling, Hawaiian hula, uh, you know, sh- uh, uh, studios. And they did. And, um, you know, uh, I went from there. And at, at 11, I got a play called Have I Got a Girl for You? And then I stopped. And then when I was 19, I got a job with a show called Disney on Parade, where I was hired as a dancer. Huh. And uh, and I was a lead dancer in the show eventually. And, and I was the voice of Donald Duck for Disney on Parade, which ran from 1970 to 1976. And uh, I did the voice of Donald Duck for all the units. And Anna White was the choreographer for my unit, the Snow White unit, which by the way, Patrick Swayze was in our dance company. Wow. Yeah, we're in our first dance company. He was really wonderful to to work with. And I did the voice live uh, 10 to 14 shows a week. I did What's My Line and radio shows as promoting Disney on Parade. And, um, you know, I was just at an audition. I'd already gotten the part as a dancer. And we're on a break. And my friend Chick Venera, who became a big actor, he was in the movie Yanks, and he was the star of the Milagro Beanfield Awards. He was also in the show. And he sat down at a break and played the piano and did a bunch of singing impressions. And I said, well, I can do that. So I sat down at the piano and I did a bunch of cartoon voices. One was Donald Duck. And within 10 minutes, I'm the voice of Donald Duck for Disney on Parade. And then I went over to the studio and wound up doing that from 1970 to 1987. You know, you just answered another one of my questions, how you got the role of Donald Duck. Oh, that's how I got the role of Donald Duck. And, and it was just records and toys. They didn't do any cartoons when I did it. Also the original voice was still alive. And, and so I felt a little awkward, but they said, you know, they wanted me to do the voice. So I did it. You know, what are you going to do? You say, no, you never work again in this business. So, mm-hmm. so I did it and he passed away in 85 and then, wow, started doing commercials and, uh, oh, I have an album. Hold on. I'll show you here. Ooh. Oh, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Anyway, well. So in 1987, I did this album. Totally yeah, let me mini. give you the screen right here real quick. Can you see that? No, there we go. Totally mini. Ah. And That's awesome. uh, 18, 1987, it's discontinued, you know, but uh, we did Mickey, Donald, and Goofy on Totally Mini, the album. 
and I did this in 1987. Uh, before they took all three of us out, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy brought in three new guys. So, you know, welcome to showbiz. Nice. Nice. <laughs> now that brings so, up a follow-up question for me. Yeah. How did you, how do you develop the voice of Donald? Like, how did you, how did you get the voice ready and everything? That's a good idea. That's a great question. I'll tell you what, what, what happened. I was about 13 years old. I went to visit some friends. My parents went to visit some friends and this kid could do Donald Duck. And I love doing Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, and I'm always doing those cartoon voices. And he showed me, you know, how he did Donald Duck. So I worked on it, worked on it, and I thought it'd be fun to do Donald Duck. And I developed him, and I really got to the point where I could sing and sing as Donald Duck. And I was like a kid, just like everybody else, trying to imitate the voices you hear in cartoons. So it sounds like this. That was awesome. <laughs> and then 25 years later, I got a uh, little quacker. Yes, that's my next question. Oh, is that your? I'm way yeah. ahead of you. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, uh, I hadn't done the duck except for robot chicken and uh, and uh, some other things. I did other, went off to be an actor and um, I, I get this call, you know, hey, you still do a good duck. I go, yeah, who are you? And he was the executive producer of and director of uh, Tom and Jerry show. He said, we're starting a new series, Tom and Jerry, I need this little baby duck. And I, I met you at the uh, Disney studio lot when you were doing Donald Duck and it was the best duck I ever heard. So, you know, come on in and let's do this. So I go to the opening party, you know, they threw a party to start the uh, thing. So everybody can meet everybody, all the other voice actors, the animators, and you know, so the casting director's there. And uh, she goes, Oh, you're a little quacker. I go, yeah, yeah. She goes, you know, I had to go through 3000 voice actors for that little role, you know, but wow. you were always the one, the number one pick. So I was very, flattered you know who knows who they used you know and who knows what they said <laughs> uh, so how did you develop his voice how did you develop like how what are the elements you put into little quacker's voice well little quacker is donald duck in a way but innocent an innocent baby duck so he's like um oh are you a mama are you a mama oh boy you know so total um you know uh, total innocence. So Donald has a short temper and mm -hmm. any little thing will take him off, you know, and he's Donald duck is frustrated anger. In other words, he goes to open a window. It doesn't open. So he gets angry and it, within two seconds, he's screaming, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and whereas little quacker is like, oh, I'm so, I'm so lonely. Oh, I get my Oh, yeah. You know, he's got that, you know, innocence about him, you know, and um, like uh, he's afraid to go under a ladder in one of the episodes and he gets shoved under the ladder. He goes, oh, I'm going to go under the ladder. Oh, no. <laughs> so that so is the difference is the, is the character's innocence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with all this going on, let's go back to the beginning a little bit more. You're an actor, but then what sparked your interest in voiceover acting? Like what? decided well, you know well at 19 
uh-huh. I get this job as the voice of Donald Duck. So I get a voiceover agent and I start doing commercials and other voices. I did the Roadrunner for Robot Chicken recently. And, uh, you know, it just kind of blossomed from there. You know, I had a credit and I was very young and they like it when you're very young and you got a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they try you out for other characters. You know? oh. mm-hmm. and, and that's always good. But mm-hmm. my, my push was to be an actor and I did stand up, of course, but I did Bob Newhart and Family Ties and Airwolf and movies of the Lou Grant. Mm. Ed Asner and I were good friends. And I, I started as, like I said, a dancer and I was a choreographer. And uh, uh, Bob Newhart's show was where I did an episode I played a ventriloquist. Mm. And um, I was at the comedy store doing stand-up. And one of the bits I did was with a dummy. And the dummy would fall apart and I stick his head up his butt, you know, and I blindfold him and I make him guess what people are holding up the audience. They get it wrong. He gets it wrong and I get angry at him. How can you get it wrong? You know, so, so uh, I auditioned for the Bob Newhart show. I got it. And um, Bob, I talked to him about a month or two ago and he said, that's his favorite episode. And he shows it to everybody where I played a ventriloquist in the psychologist's office and I believe the dummy was real and wanted to go out on his own. And the guy says, uh, Bob says to me, well, you know, that's how it started. He says, uh, you know, you're making the dummy talk. And he goes, and I said, well, that's how it started. And, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's matured on his own. <laughs> so, so then I was going to be a semi-regular on the series, Bob Newhart and Bob quit. Mm-hmm. So that was the end of that series. But that was a close, pretty, pretty close to, you know, getting a breakthrough there. But I studied acting, singing, dancing, voice acting. I went to the Mel Blanc School of Voices. Oh. Yeah. So I met Mel. And am I talking too much? No, so, no. We love content. <laughs> so I, I met Mel Blanc. His son introduced us. He did Daffy Duck. I did Donald Duck. And he goes, it's great. You can do somebody else's voice. But I made my whole career on original voices. And he was right and he was wrong because... When he passed away, it took 10 people to replace him. Mm-hmm. So, there you go, folks. Study your Bugs Bunny. And there's already been four or five different Bugs Bunnies and Daffy Ducks. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. You've got it. You've mentioned mm-hmm. some very notable people within that answer. Who are some notable coworkers you've worked alongside? Oh, my God. Well, well, Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. was wonderful. He was a fantastic dancer. And uh, he did a great Donald Duck, by the way. Oh, nice. And he could do it in Spanish. Wow. And uh, he was a wonderful man. And uh, <clears throat> boy, that was really hard to hear that he had passed. But I'm still friends with his brother. Nice. And uh, and Ed Asner, Ed Asner, Ed Asner. He was my um, mentor. And uh, he said, you know, you can do everything, Sam. And I saw you do this. He came down to the comedy store and saw, saw my act. And he says to me, you know, it's great. You can do this again. You know, it's wonderful. You're funny, blah, blah, blah. He says, but you have to get on that stage and grab those people and make them listen to you. He says, I do the theater. So when I'm in the theater and I come on that stage, everybody sitting there can't wait to hear something from me. They, they're they there to listen to every word I have to say. Well, I did a lot of theater and I agree with him. And he was just wonderful to me. I had done the Bob Newhart show and I complained to him that I never get to do drama. I always get to do comedy. He says, oh, you want to be a jerk? I'll put you on the Lou Grant show as a jerk. Says, <laughs> okay. 
So like, was a jerk on the Lou Grant show. That's <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's gone now. He passed away last August. And mm. He was um, just a wonderful man, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, what about today? What are some things that you're up to today? Any projects, anything you've been working on recently or have you just been enjoying life? I've been enjoying life recently because, uh, you know, things have kind of slowed a little. But mm-hmm. um, I'm working on a uh, hopefully a new movie uh, and I can't talk about it. But uh, ah, darn, we'll nobody see. has exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. So yeah, we totally see, I guess I'm trying. I, I I'm an actor, so I'll, I'll be acting. Yeah. We'll be doing a duck. Ooh. <laughs> so, but nice. uh, yeah, and you know, I danced for many years. I'm still dancing professionally now, by the way. Ooh. Yes, I'm currently the male stripper at the Jewish Home for the Aged in Reseda, California. And oh boy, <laughs> it's a great job. You come back the next day, they think you're the new guy. So. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Justin. I know. I know. (laughs) Now, buddy, don't go anywhere. I got to play a quick advertisement from our sponsors. Okay. That's it. That's what keeps the show running, you know? Oh, that. Okay. I'll wait. So, be right back. Okay. This buddy cast is brought to you by Harbor Ridge Golf Course. If you're in the Erie area looking to play a quick nine, sharpen your skills on the putting green or driving range, or looking to play fling golf while having some quality time with buddies, head over to Harbor Ridge at 3730 Harbor Ridge Trail. When you're finished, head over to the Harborview Grill to enjoy a good meal, some live music, a gorgeous view of Lake Erie, and some more good times. Call them today at 814-898-4653. Tell my buddy Adam that Buddy sent you. And that was a word from our sponsors at Harbor Ridge Golf Course. Do you golf at all, Sam? Uh, no, no, but uh, uh, I, I used to. I used to da- uh, mm-hmm. golf. I, I really did. I, I always say, I always say, if the object of the game was to get the ball into the hole with as many strokes as possible, I'd be on the PGA right now. <laughs> well, I have a pretty nasty joke about golf. You know that the two best balls I hit all day is when I stepped on a rake. But uh, hey, it's an old joke. And can we go that? Did I cross the line? No, no, that one was good. That one oh, was good. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, on a yeah. on a note that I wanted to ask you as well. Have you ever done any like appearances like comic cons or um, just yeah. celebrity appearances? Yeah, I do the Hollywood show here in Los Angeles and I did D23 a couple days, a couple years ago rather. And uh, that was fun. And nice. uh, you know, like I said, I had all these, I had the talking Mickey Mouse doll and I sell a Donald Duck CD and, and uh, autograph uh, pictures and stuff like that. You know? Nice. And yeah. can someone still contact you today if there was like a local comic con or something like that that wanted to yeah. put you in there, you know? Oh, I'd love to do it. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We have a we have a comic con here in Erie that's that takes place every September. I'll have to put a little bug in their ear, you know? Say, Please I know do I do a really good Donald Duck and Little Quacker. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I also danced in the movie Mame with Lucille Ball mm. and uh, Bob Preston. And Lucy used to tell me stories on the set. If you're a big Lucy fan. Absolutely. <laughs> we li- I live about 45 minutes away from her hometown, Jamestown, New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Let's see if I can find a photo of her and me and her together. I may have it here. She, oh. Uh, uh, so, oh, here we go. Let's see if you can see it. Uh, it's a little blurry, that one. Let's see if we have another one. Oh, well. Come on. Um, 
hold on one second. Let's see. Take it down. Take it down. Okay. No rush. Here, here. Here, let me give you the screen yeah. again. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's Lucy and I on the set of Maine in wow. 1973. Now, you know, I have to ask, how did this happen? Well, again, Anna White was the choreographer and I'd already danced for her. You know, here's uh, Bob Preston. Nice. Yeah. And I go over to Bob. You have to call him Bob. Robert Preston from The Music Man. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I say to him, oh, man, you were great. You were wonderful in The Music Man. And he looks at me. He's always got a little cigarette. And he goes, you know, kid, I've done more than that. And I go, whoa, jeez. And I said, you want to take a photo? Sure. <laughs> nice. But nice. Lucy... I would say to her, you know, I like the Three Stooges. And she goes, oh, bad props. They almost killed me. And then she tells me a story about how they almost killed her. And uh, this true story. She's powdering her nose, you know, and her face with a very fine powder in front of a fan. And one of the Stooges turns on the fan. And she goes, <gasps> and it goes in her mouth and her nose and her eyes and her ears, she said. And she's in the hospital for three days and she can't breathe. And every time she blinks for weeks. It's like sawdust and, you know, sandpaper oh. in your eyes. And Oh, my God. She was very serious about this when she told me, you know, just. Yeah. But the other great story she told me was about how World War Two and she's driving to MGM Studios and uh, she had a filling in her tooth. And back then they didn't have the regular filling. That's something else. And she was picking up radio signals in her tooth. Wow. Now, she hadn't told this to me. Right to my face. I mean, I don't know if you would believe this, but anyway, she's driving around and driving and it, the, and there's, I think it was German and it got louder and louder and louder. And she called the FBI or the cops and they're driving around and it gets louder and louder. And, and they find a nest of Nazi spies up at the top of the apartment building overlooking the MGM studios. They're spying at MGM studios. So, you know, now if she hadn't told that, to me right to my face i mean would you believe it but yeah. she did she was very serious about it and uh wow let's see if i have another photo of her so she was really jumping over the hedges and um let's see um well let's see oh here it is here this is here this is me hmm. jumping up. that's lucy and i'm in the middle there with the best uh -huh. form of course uh -huh. and anna white was the choreographer and, uh, and I had danced for her in the Disney on Parade show, and she discovered me as the voice of Donald Duck. So, you know, and I could do the, could do the dance. And she said, um, oh, yeah, you know, uh, okay, you can do this. You know, let's, let's get you on to the show. So they were one person short for the, um, uh, for the, uh, they were one person short for the jumping over hedges. So mm -hmm. I said, I'll do it because I'm 23 at the time and everybody else is 30 and 40 years of age. So I'm jumping in front of her, behind her, in front of her again, you know, to get the shot. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We spent a month on the main number. So Nice. So it really sounds like Lucy was just as she portrayed herself to be. There was no, you know, like on camera, off camera Lucy. There was no, mm -hmm. like, it just really seemed like she was a great person to work with, kind hearted. Am I describing her right? Well, she was a serious woman. She was yeah. serious, but you, you could talk to her. I mean, she was the, you know, she, she was the, she knew if the light was off, she knew if she was too close to the camera, you know, I mean, she knew everything about film 
that you can imagine. And, and so you couldn't put anything past her. So she's a very serious woman, but she, she was, you know, available to me anyway, I guess, I don't know why, but I was able to talk to her and she was very kind to me. And, uh, you know, she was a tough lady. I mean, she, she was the head of a whole studio at one time, Desilu Studios. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had no idea, you know, basically I just knew her as I Love Lucy. And, you know, back then they had no streaming, they had no cable, they had no cell phones, they, you know. Yeah, if you had to talk to somebody, you had to go to a payphone, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. It was 1973. There were no computers, and the computer was the size of a uh, an airplane hangar back then. So, wow, yeah. So I got to ask you now. We talked about your encounter with certain stars, such as Lucy. What about fan encounters with you? Has there ever been a fan encounter that, to this day, really has stuck with your heart that you? love telling the story about like someone that was just appreciative of your work or just happy to meet you. Uh, a celebrity or just anybody? Or just a fan, like a fan enc- encounter, like someone, you know, someone walks up to you at a show or like a comic con oh. or something like that, you know, and really leaves uh, a lasting impact on you. Yeah. For some reason I never had that, that, um, I mean, I had people come over and say how wonderful it is. I do Donald Duck, a little quacker or, or, Bob Newhart or Family Ties or Airwolf or Movies of the Week or Robot Chicken, but uh-huh. but nobody really. Um, I'm not on that level of like a Patrick Swayze or a you know or an Ed Asner or, or Lucy, uh-huh. you know. I'm kind of behind the scenes and and I did guest star on a lot of shows, a lot of sitcoms, but yeah. I never really had a huge fan base in that that respect. Um, people just come up and they want an autograph. No, mm-hmm. I don't really get that kind of adulation. And I can go to the grocery store and nobody bothers me. <laughs> well, I will say you've got a fan base here on BuddyCast. So oh. we're, yeah, we're a fan of your work. We're a fan that, you know, we've all, I, if you were to go back and tell me I have a chance to meet the voice of Lil Quacker, let alone someone who does Donald Duck. Wow. You know, so you've got a fan base here on BuddyCast. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, darling. <laughs> Absolutely. So what about TV shows? Has there ever been a show or a commercial that's really, you know, other than, you know, uh, Lil Quacker, other than Donald Duck, that's really left that impact on you, that's really meant the world to you being on? Oh, the Bob Newhart show. That was, I mean, just wanted to do, I just wanted to do a good job. And you had to play it straight. And I have a photo of it. And there it is. And this is the one that Bob put on the CNN's history of the sitcom. Wow. Me as a ventriloquist in his mm-hmm. office. And he loves this episode. He tells everybody about it. Um, every time he does an interview, he features this episode where the dummy wants to leave the act and go out on his own. You know? <laughs> so, um, and it was Emmy nominated and, like I said, I was going to be a semi-regular on the series, and I have to tell you, it was just wonderful, you know, to be mm-hmm. on that show. Everybody was so nice. And um, and Suzanne Plachette, who played his wife, uh, she gives me a kiss on the cheek, you know, for good luck. And mm-hmm. I go, you know, I have a, I say to her, because I'm an idiot, I say, mm-hmm. you know, I have a girlfriend. She goes, so what? She says, so what? I have a husband. He's right over there. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. And then they introduced her to my girl. It sounds like you made a lot of buddies through that show. 
Yeah, it was right. And I'll have to tell you, with family ties, Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. was a mensch. He was a real just down to earth dude. You know, he had no ego. None of these guys that I worked with had a huge ego. Ed Asner did not have an ego. They were all about the work. And that's why they were successful. You know, you hear about these big celebrities or actors who throw a fit and all that. These guys, it was about the work, do the work. And, you know, and everybody got along. There was no, as far as I could tell, any animosity or anything like that. And um, like I said, everybody was there to work and and everybody was very nice and very kind. And and, um, I never had a problem with any of these people. uh, Bob and, and uh, you know, Lou Grant. Well, Ed, Ed saw everything I ever did. So <laughs> he was brilliant. Great. Yeah. Brilliant. So buddy, I have two more questions for you before we wrap up this episode. Sure. The first one is in, is brought to us by our buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity. He wants to know in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Oh, what does it mean? It means, what does it mean? It means friendship. And it means camaraderie, you know, getting along and, and enjoying life with a friend. That is, that's a perfect answer. And just to let you know, as we said before, you're not a guest on the show. You're a buddy, you know. Thank you. Yes. Same here. Thank this is a you. wonderful interview, by the way. Thank you very much. We got one more question before we, tie, before we wrap this up, which is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready okay. for this one? What is your advice to anyone out there who wants to be an actor and even more a voiceover actor? Uh, I would say take some acting classes, learn your craft. It's a craft. You have to do it every day. Uh, The best of the best constantly worked, Uh, whether it was a small theater play, a musical, or it was a big Broadway show. Everybody has to train. Unless you're you're just so gifted like a Michael Keaton, who I think was bo- just born that way. I don't think he ever took an acting lesson in his life. He was just amazing the way, I mean, he just is a naturally gifted actor. But, you know, when you talk to somebody like an Ed Asner, uh, he trained, you know, he went to, you know, when he was in college and all that. But it was about getting into a play or a, a musical or or a sitcom and doing the work. You know, you have to create your character. You have to find out who he is and what he does and all that. And there are plenty of acting classes just just to get going. Uh, that's my advice. And and uh, voiceover, voiceover is about the character that you're going to portray. Try and do original voices. That's what they always look for. Somebody who's original. And that can just mean your own regular voice. Uh-huh. I mean, Eddie Deason played in the movie Grease and he sounded like Jerry Lewis. And his career took off because he had that kind of like, you know, kind of lady, you know, and and he was just natural. I mean, he he wasn't going to do any other voices. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's awesome. I lied. I have one more question for you. I just remembered. Sure. What do Donald Duck and Lil Quacker think of Buddy Cast? Uh, I love you so much. Oh, boy. That's beautiful. Thank you so, so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a true pleasure. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. But for all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Sam. Please look up his work. 
go watch an episode of Tom and Jerry of Little Quacker. You won't be good at And Sam, I have one favor to ask you. Yes. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, even next year, please go be someone's buddy. Thank you very much. And go to my website, samk3000.com, S-A-M-K-A-Y, 3000.com, samk3000. And you can see all my work as an actor and a uh, cartoon guy. And, of course, Robot Chicken. We did Mickey and Donald at a bar picking up chicks. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Check out his website, buddies. And we'll see everybody here next time on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they